joining us now, live from the American South, the three-piece band known as The Rant. Where's Ben? I'm out of town, boys. Oh. Is that why you're on the phone? Yeah. I figured that. Yeah. I've been in radio now for about ten years, so. Actually, we just he's at home. We had him on a walkie-talkie, and we set it up next to a mic, and he's been doing the show that way. That's Fat a good camp? idea. Yeah. What? Oh, no, Ben's at Fat Camp? Fat Camp, Ben? <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping to come back a lean, mean fighting machine. <laughs> they said I'll only be here eight months, so. Hopefully you can make it back before Sunday. You probably need more than eight, but. Well, maybe go nine. Go for it. Mm. Baby steps. Man, I think you're uh, I think you're deceptive, big man. I never notice your heft. I think uh, I guess because I've seen you play basketball and I see how nimble and light-footed and all that good stuff you are. How you can how you're a tough cover. I'm the white Oliver Miller. You are the white Oliver Miller. It's kind of like when you see um, just like that, David. like a skinny guy, usually a skinny black man with a big fat white woman. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like. You and Ben, like you just you don't see him that way. The no. way the rest of the world sees him. <laughs> That's right. Plus, a lot of people see me as a skinny black guy. So there's multi levels what? there to that huh? thing. Right, right. Mm. What are you guys doing today? This is our final rant, and we have nothing planned. That's right. So it's like the previous rants. We're gonna lean on yeah. Corby because he's back. Yeah, I've been for saving up like like four months worth of stories yeah. for this day. Awesome. We'll talk about our... From, uh, hold Sir on, Jeremy. we got uh, somebody reporting from another town. What? I'd like to hear from Sir Jeremy, if possible, today. I think um, he's not with us any longer. He's oh. still alive. I yeah. saw him at Ticket Stock. Did you really? Yeah. He could have died since then, though. Well, that's probably a good point. Mario Speedwagon, maybe. God, these headphones sound bad. Maybe blew his head off in a Richardson High School math class. Mm -hmm. Different Jeremy, and hey, you know it. Were you, your heart, you were, know it. Were you in that class? Because didn't that kid kill himself because some guy kept making fun of him? And Wasn't that your best friend? <sighs> no, it wasn't my best friend, uh, Corby. It was, um, I think it was a, a year or so after I left, or before me, or something. What, what year, year was that? that? 91? Sure. No, 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 no wait. Oh. When, uh, when, did the, when did the album come yeah, out? Yeah, like, the album came out in, like, 90, okay, didn't it? Yeah. Why do we think that that's related to that kid? Because they told they, the story. I, heard a, I, I saw a Stone Temple pilot Gossard on TV talking about how he went to high school in Richardson with a drummer, and some kid blew his head off, and they made a video or some such. Stone Gossard went to high school in Richardson? Maybe I made that part up. Yeah, hmm. I think so. Hmm. When, does, uh, when does Pearl Jam come I've, out? I've just always <laughs> wondered when that... When does that, uh, how, how is everyone making the connection between because those Because I've, I've seen an interview with Eddie Vedder. Like, he's retold that story before. What's his connection to Richardson High School? So, he used that to play story cards. was a national story. Uh, yeah, the same way a lot of those are national stories. Okay, why well, did you maybe. that one? See, that's, I don't know. that's before the internet. Why are you yelling at me? That's before because, the internet. There's uh, no way they could have known that. Oh, sorry. Probably the newspaper. No, one of those guys. Because of the newspaper. You're right. One of those guys had some. Actually. Uh, yeah, the bass player is Jeff Ament. No, 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 no. I used to, uh, I was in a Pearl Jam cover band. Who was the drummer that was in the band? Matt Chamberlain. Now, he's from here. Okay. That's the guy who had the story. Yeah, Donnie Baseball was his roommate. Was um, Pearl Jam's roommate? Yeah. 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 <laughs> On Jer their tour. Jeremy, the, the guy, Donnie Baseball, one of our engineers, was his roommate in um, in Rehab. rehab. Uh, and he used what to did, uh, uh, what kick did, their ass in arm wrestling all the time Probably. Or what did Jeremy get on his book report? I think that's why he killed himself. Because I, I, I know he did very well. I know he spoke in class, but D then I didn't hear what you know actual grade he got on his report. Here, switch headphones with me, David. I think well, he I, he's something about something that Daddy couldn't wear, and 
I don't remember. Maybe it was the Emperor's New Clothes. I don't remember what the book report was about. Mm. Hey, uh, Corby. Yeah. You like sports? Yeah. Um, go online and read. Uh, I was in a bell. The dead low. In pools of maroon blood. In pools of blood. Blue blood. Uh, they didn't give a Did you guys see them on SNL the other night? Yeah. I didn't really like it. You don't like really like Would you shut up? <laughs> now I remember Dave why I Matthews quit. Matthews joining us. Uh, you didn't like. You don't like worldwide suicide. Oh, was I, that the I, second I support one? It. That's the first one. The first one. I mean, it was okay. It just, you know. I think that's a great song. Suicide, nobody cares. Why does Eddie Vedder pretend to play guitar? No, he's good. He really is. Bono does it, too. And for some reason, people let him get away with it. Eddie's a good player. He's learned over the years. Yeah, but he doesn't play, like, the entire song. He just noodles here and there and plays a chord, then kind of forgets to play guitar when he's singing, like Bono does. So bad. Oh, oh, Ben's there. Joining us now, Ben, from live from yeah. the American South. What are they saying about Pearl Jam over there? Man, it wasn't in the paper today. It's oh, weird. yeah, the Pearl Jam story? No, nah, it was not in the paper. Mm-hmm. I heard Benny almost uh, threw down with Daryl Moose Johnston the other night. In defense of you, actually, is yeah. why he got in a fight with him. Yeah. Man, I've lost so much respect for the Moose. <laughs> for the Moose. The Moose, dude. I've just lost so much respect for him. He was giving you an earful for planting a guy in the turf. Yeah, he um, so did, he got in my grill, but he apologized. Does DJ hate apologize. the uh, ticket more than he did before the event? No, I think he had a good time. Yeah, he loved it when he was disrespected by having his name spelled wrong on his jersey the that second he walked sad. in the door. Did you hear about that? that yes. Were you there? I was, yeah, I was sitting in the upper deck as far away from the action as possible. Why were you in the upper deck? Because I had Meredith leave me tickets, and that's where the tickets were. Oh. Who's Meredith? Hmm. Promotions. Oh. Terrible. Yeah. I had to ba- pay for tickets. You got tickets? I got tickets. I was told we weren't allowed to get any free tickets. Hmm. I had parking, but no tickets. I guess I'm more important than you, then. I guess so. I didn't even go. <laughs> you were doing the broadcast, idiot. Barely. So, anyway. So, that was fun. From the American South. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you. So, what else is going on, Ben? Man, just uh, right, hang up on him. He doesn't have anything. He Where is he? Anything. In crazy world that we live in. He's Where in, is he? He's in the American South. Where am I supposed to be reading? What What am I reading? Oh, I'll tell you later. I forgot. What? Mm. He's He's either making a drop or making a pickup for skin. That's what he's doing. Ooh. <laughs> you have a kid now. Stop smoking so much pot. Hey, so is this really the last rant? Because you guys are you that looking at me years. and telling me? Yeah. He was kind of looking up into the air and pointing was, it at all know, three yeah, of us. I don't know what Wait, you're I saying. He, ben has a kid and smokes a lot of pot. I thought he was talking to him. I did, it too. To everyone. Everyone stop smoking pot <laughs> and stop making kids. Yes. <laughs> In your pot haze. <laughs> Are you guys going to have George Dijon on? Issuing your horribly malformed DNA. Yeah, George is coming haze. on at 11. God, it's, not, had, it's not malformed. Really it's just slower. <laughs> is that right? It's medically proven. I had a really good even mix the, of George and Corby. Seaman doesn't care? Yeah. What? All right. Thank you. Huh? Thank you for rant. Good luck, boys. So, Good yeah, it, it's for real. Oh, here's Ben. Back to you.
Day. It's 10:15 on Sports Radio 1310. The ticket. You are listening to the rant. Dave Lane, uh, Corby Davidson, and Gordon Keith. This is the final rant. Swear to the goodness above. No joke. No prank. The final rant. April 22nd. Year of our Lord. Anus Domini. Uh, 1996. How long has this show been on? Over 10 years. I know it. I don't think that's right. I think that's it's more, what it said on the ticket timeline. I think it's more like eight and a half. I'm telling you, for the ticket timeline, well, okay, all right. somebody went back and determined it was like March of something 1996. Maybe 1996 is when we did the, the ticket show. Yeah, the ticket stub. No, no, no. That was 94. Was it? Yeah. Okay, so the, the midnight show. Started in 96, but I don't think we moved to Saturday mornings until like 98. Right. Okay. But the midnight show was called The Rant. Okay. So, oh, I, I mean, I 10 ran the, years. I'm trying to think because it is. When a, did you start working on the show? A big haze, yeah. I think 98 because a, a lot of the early audio that I have saved mm -hmm. is from like the end of 97, beginning of 98, and like Lobster Claws was 98. Like spring of '98. Are you serious? And that, that eight years ago. And that was when, <laughs> that was when it was just the Gordon Keith show. Right. You know that in the studio, Gordon was the only one sitting in the studio, and I was running the board, and Corby was producing. What a jackass bastard you are! What do you mean? I'll be sitting in here alone. You two can go in there. I'll be sitting in here, so hopefully my pipe smoke won't bother you. <laughs> We have two panes of glass. I barely even remember that. I kind, you know, I kind of remember looking over at Dave and seeing Dave running the board. Well, how do we get off that? How do we? Because you guys are sorry. Because we didn't want to do, do work. this part. <laughs> you know what? I, I have to pick the phone up like once a show. I'm not doing that. You're the worst producer. He was. No, then. Wait a minute. Wait. Well, I can't remember if after that is when you went to the T box or if you ever graduated no, to the I came studio. Over, I came over to the studio and then, and then I moved over to producer yeah and then I started no why would I do that no, no that no, never happened I did the tea you box guys, you guys yeah you did the tea box yeah you, you went guys to the tea were box. always in the other room and I swear at different times did you ever run the board no. No. no no okay so Dave you're thinking of the Chris board. Arnold show I never ran the board for Chris for like two weeks until he fired me oh, as yeah. producer and <laughs> hired you back this is such a confusing flow chart of who had what <laughs> job up here. So then I did the tee box from like 98 to 02, 03. Yeah, and then you wanted out of that so bad that we it not true. engineered a power play. I can't handle Rick anymore, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's too mean. He gets his old germs on me. But then, but, but it was, I would stick around, even when I was doing that, I would stick around for Minimum one hour. That was our gag. One yeah. hour. Minimum. Every every tease would be like, 
and we ask Corby the question next. <laughs> it was fun. All right, so today is our final show, and if I think about it too much, I get all like, you know me, I'm always prone to melancholy and all that stuff that Corby's never tinged with. Always happy. Always happy. <laughs> I hate you. I do, too. <laughs> I want that, that Corby blood. Um, I want daily Corby injections to make me feel better. God, can you imagine how many drug test red flags would be sent up? Get Corby blood in you? I wasn't talking about blood. Ooh, okay. Um, um. Anyway, so today on the show, we're only going to do a two-hour show. We were offered to do like a three-hour program or something like that. We It and sounded we, like a good idea, but we would hate ourselves in yeah, that last Yeah, plus hour. I was going to charge too much. <laughs> yeah, because Corby, you know, has left the show and kind of became a name in his own right after he left the program. Yeah. First off, I've been gone for like two months. Since January. But you knew, I, like I predicted, Dave, what I say? He'll come crawling back. Mm -hmm. And look who's in the studio yep. today. You yep. asked me to come yep, back. That's no, truth. you begged. I've got to yeah. be there for the last, the last one. one. You don't understand. So today on the program, we are going to take a look back at the past 10 years. A lot has happened in the past 10 years. The Pope died. Yeah. Katrina happened. 9-11. Don't diminish these things, Dave. These were huge events in the world. Well, you know what? The best part is is the stuff that actually happened on the show. Yeah, the uh, shuttle disaster. Shuttle disaster, JFK going down. JFK Jr. Jr. Going down. Thank you. And gay In head. the gay head. Mm. Where you almost got fired. I didn't where, almost where, get where fired. Norm yeah, you did too. You got crossways with Norm. You did too. Uh -uh. What year was that? Uh, it's in the 80s. No. It wasn't 63. In the 80s. 63. No. Was that before 9 11? Probably. What? Yeah, it was. That was like 99. Okay. I was still in my 20s. That was so when we, I had my most unfortunate joke. Yeah, that's when. See, and was I that the elevator the, joke? I had to take the brunt of it. No, he no. said that, that JFK Jr. We were talking if he about had crashed on land. We were we were debating whether or not it was better for JFK Jr. if he died on land or in the, into the sea with his plane. And Davy claimed that if he crashed on the land, that he would have been compressed down uh, like an accordion, down to the size of he was when he saluted his dead daddy's body. Oh, the worst! My God! Because we were talking about heard. we were talking about could you jump out of the plane and like At barrel the last roll? Second. Yeah, yeah, barrel roll. And then we were, roll. But then we were saying, if you did that, you're still going the same speed as the plane, so as soon as your feet would hit, it would send your shins up through your kneecaps. So you would be compressed down. This is the most unfortunate show. But, I mean, you can't really blame us, because we were trying to figure it out along with the rest of America. Yeah? Yeah, you we were, were speculating. The, we, we were in the situation room, just trying to sort it all out. Right. We, you know, we were passing along information as we got it, but in the meantime... We had to speculate on whether your shins would come up through your kneecaps. Are you going to Fry Street? Today, no. I didn't even know it was today until I read The Observer yesterday. There's nobody there I want to see. No. Man. When do, when do we take a break? At 25? Yeah. 24. Okay. So here in a few minutes. But we've got a lot of things that we want to do as we look back over 10 years. Uh, we're going to look at our most uncomfortable moments. We're going to talk about our greatest guests. We're going to talk about the best rant characters and bits of all time. 
And coming up next, I want to talk about the greatest abandonment in rant history. Ten thirty on Sports Radio thirteen ten. The ticket. You're listening to the last rant in this time slot. Will the rant be reborn in another incarnation? Who knows? But I know there's no plans for it right now. Dave Lane, Corby Davidson, Gordon Keith, and your telephone calls will eventually be a part of the program today. Two one four seven eight seven thirteen ten. We've got so much coming up on the show today. The most uncomfortable moments of the rant over the past ten years. The greatest guests we've ever had. The best rant characters and bits. But right now, I want to get to the greatest abandonment in rant history. I don't... Welcome, I, welcome all. Not, oh, no, no, hey. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. I really don't want to play this. Dude, you have to. It's funny failed. All right, so uh, here's, I mean, here's it, the deal. It doesn't matter that it sucks. It's just the whole concept of it is really funny. This show started off as it was just me. I was a solo host, and Corby and Dave worked in the control room. They were producer and, and board operator. And, of course, eventually they got on the air more and more as we got to joking around and so on. So you guys moved into the studio with me eventually. But when it come, came time for you guys to do a bit, you just abandoned me. This one particular day was so god-awful. We did this story at, towards the beginning of the show about... No, it was literally right out of the shoot. Yeah. And is this when the show was three hours? Yeah. Yeah, Three I think hours so. long. This was around the time that the like the WB promos started to surface, and we just started trying to do on-the-fly bits more on the rant. That we were like, yeah, we need to do more bits. Let's try and work in bits. And that's you know the the WB thing. The WB promo started on this show, yeah, and which hardly anyone knows. And it was so innocuous, but we were just making fun of how serious the WB bits were and, and the first one we did was... Okay, don't, don't confuse matters. We'll no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. Here I, in a second. Uh, okay. Let's wait. All right, so beginning of the show, right out of the shoot, we do this story about um, in St. Louis there was a little zoo and they have a zoo train, you know, a little kid train and there's a conductor that sits up there in an engineer cap and takes the kids around the zoo on the train. Well, the story was that this train had a sudden acceleration and went crazy and derailed off the tracks with these kids and this engineer. And I think the engineer was killed or something like that. Yeah, he was. But he was, was the only one killed. And then the kids were going crazy and it was, it was really horrible. Yeah, a horrible story. But I'm sure we made some rant-esque type jokes about the situation. So we do that for the first five minutes of the show. We take a break and these guys, we talk about it and say, hey, let's, let's do, uh, maybe we'll get some actual audio. We may probably even teased it going into break. I think we may have some audio from this uh, experience. So, commercial break comes. You guys head into the studio. I say, okay, I'll, I'll do the show by myself. We'll be and, right back. Yeah. I'll do the show by myself. You guys go into the studio and record a little piece of audio. Probably around 9.30, we leave to go to the studio. Mm-hmm. And we come back at... 10.30? No, 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 no. No, it's three hours, so you're talking about right before noon. I think it was like 11.50, yeah. right before the end of the show, we come back with this. You guys were gone for two and a half hours putting together this <laughs> bit, which was supposed to be just a quick little improv deal almost. And you come now back we were... with this bit, and I was so bitter. <laughs> because I had just been forced to do a whole show by myself, no one to bounce stuff off of. 
And, uh, and so I'm thinking, okay, well, at least this audio they're going to have is going to be ticket gold. I mean, this is going to go down in history as one of the greatest bits in ticket. Because these are two creative guys, and they spent two and a half hours on that. That's a long time. To I, re- I remember <laughs> going in there. I mean, I remember being in there doing that, but I don't know what we were doing. We were searching for sound effects, and then we were trying to script something out. And then I think we ended up doing, like, three or four takes. I, but I don't know how that added up to two hours. <laughs> and I, did. And I, I can't wait to play this because it's so poorly done. First it's of all, awful. Corby's on a little child's megaphone, which sounds <laughs> so weak. And and there are no they jokes. Did, there are no jokes. None. none and none. when they when they did uh, when they couldn't find sound effects for a particular animal, Dave half-assed <laughs> does it in the background <laughs> with his mouth. It's the worst audio ever. It's, it's the oh, worst you know what? Ever. No, I, I was abandoned. For this to take, uh, for this and, to be born and, you know, into the world. The, wor- the greatest part is he would come in there, like during every break. What are you doing? Yeah, what are you guys doing? Do We're almost done. Yet? We're almost done, man. Just another five minutes, please. Just give us some time. Okay, I'm, so you're, you're like, I'm dying out there. I have nothing <laughs> to talk about. Well, let's hit the phones again. You're so, going screenless for like two hours. I know it. All right, so let's take a listen to the greatest bit in rant history. Welcome, welcome all to the St. Louis Zoo, and especially welcome to all those sitting here on our train ride, and we'll be passing through some of the local animal cages and uh, noticing a few of it's short. Uh, our certain animals here at the zoo. I'm your Captain John Forsyth, or your engineer, whatever you want to call me today <laughs> is fine with me. My grandkids call me Grandpa, if you'd like to call me Grandpa. First of all, we'll be taking a little trip as the train gets moving here. <laughs> we can't even there sync up go. the sound. There's the... Um, Leopard cages, as you see the leopards running around and hollering at each other. Leopards count their spots. As we move along to the penguins, you can see they don't fly, they sit there peacefully. There's the penguins, as you can hear them yelling at each other, they're all mad at each other. As we head down, you'll see the monkey cages in about 50 feet as the train picks up speed for some unknown reason. Everybody, fasten your seatbelts up, buckle up tight, because the train is picking up speed and we are heading, it seems to be out of control. As we're heading down to the monkey cages, as I told you before, we're heading out of control, it seems to be. I've never seen a train pick up this much speed. Because it looks like we're all going to die here as we are going out of control. Please don't panic. And the train's still going. Two and a half hours. How long Zero was that? jokes. A minute How long 48. was that cut? One minute 40. A minute 40. So that should have taken a minute 45 to do. Yes. We were gone for two hours. I still don't understand how you used your time. I, I, don't, I don't even know. You, know what, I do, you know what I do remember is Dave, when he was doing the fake leopard, doing this. Not only was he... <laughs> doing the sound effect, he was... It's the worst bit in rant history. It's funny, though. And it's also the worst abandonment in rant history. It's very funny. Hey, search search, uh, Dawson's Creek. It may be the... 
I don't know that the original ones are even still in there. Well, we only did one. I mean, it was only one. I don't even know if we had music to it. I can't remember. But it's real short. It's the shortest of the Dawson's Creek. Because the WB promos have evolved into just insanity over the last decade. But they started out so... Because, you know, they play these these commercials, these real commercials on, on the air. And they still do, the WB for the Gilmore Girls and whatever else is still on the air. They're all serious, and at the end, there's always some shocking comment about someone being sick and how they're going to be able to take care of them and how the show's going to go on. And so we were just kind of riffing on that for the original one. And looking back at that, the first one, it's like... It's so tame. Yeah. It's nothing. Uh-huh. It's, it's more of... It's more of a satire on the style of promo rather than there being, like, outrageous jokes in it. Right. All right, now he has one that's 30 seconds. I, I don't I'm know if this is it I'm predicting not. this is going to be the the final one. Was, no, Felicity was the, the first one that was a really what abbreviated is it, How joke. is it labeled, Jaron? You can come on the air. It's just Dawson's Creek. It's 37 seconds. It talks about Kimberly or something going I, on. That might be one of the first ones. Let's take know. a listen to it and see what it sounds like. Because we've done about 12 of these. Tonight on a very special Dawson's Kevin Creek. Scott? Yeah. Kimberly. This is it. I can't see you anymore. My parents are moving away. Dawson, you were my first. Why does it always have to come back to sex with you? Would it change your mind any if I told you I had cancer? Kimberly. So that was the... That was the original one. Yeah. And now do we, do we have a, uh, do, you know we have what? a just, Felicity with, no, just search, with just Rico search. or whatever his name is? <laughs> Marco. 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 Just Dawson's Creek, just anything 2004, 5, 6. <laughs> and it has gone from that... To this. Tonight on an all new Dawson's Creek. Boy, Kimberly, being a freshman at State U is great. I really love it here. Dawson, as long as we're together, college will be the greatest time of our lives. Yeah, high school kicked major ass, but college is going to kick even more major ass. Hey, all this talk about ass is making me horny. Take your shirt off. I, I told you, Dawson, not until you give me a promise ring. Yeah, right. Here, try this new drink. It's called a Roofie Float. Roofie? Dawson, isn't that the date rape drug? You're right, Kimberly. I shouldn't be date raping. That's so high school. <laughs> but hey, at least it's better than normal rape. Oh, Dawson, pass me the float. Gosh. That's all tonight. <laughs> They all just became these confusing layers on each other. Each character buys the other one's warped logic kind of thing. And he gets progressively dumber as the years go on. <laughs> I mean, he has turned into the dumbest human being. And the thing is, none of us have even seen these shows to know what characters these are. There's no Kimberly on the show. There's no Kimberly. And, of course, they eventually got to where we would, we would record them in threes. We'd do a Dawson's Creek, a Seventh Heaven, and a Felicity when we would do the yeah, WB yeah, yeah. bit. I don't even know if they all those shows, are they all on the WB or is yeah, one of them? I think they were all on the WB, but I don't think any of them are on anymore. Right. So we would uh, we'd do these, and Felicity was our last one the first time we uh, added Felicity, I think. Or, no, it was like the second time we did Felicity. Anyway... And we were tired and beaten down. And when you get in the studio and you're beaten and you just want something to end and you're trying to write something, it always starts off the same way. You always start throwing out jokes that are way too shocking to ever make the air. And so you, um, and, but it really makes you laugh. We start doing this, uh, this Felicity one and 
he's like, okay, we'll start off and we'll do uh, Marco. Um, what, what? How did we start it off? It was like it was like Felicity. I need to break up with you. We'll start off and Marco needs to break up with Felicity. All right, why? Because he got AIDS. And we made that joke. And of course, we die laughing at it. And that's before we really started doing. Yeah, that was kind of AIDS <laughs> humor. That was kind of the the beginning, the maidenhead of AIDS humor. Yes, we busted that maidenhead of AIDS. And humor. we were we were laughing so hard. Why would he break up? Well, he has AIDS. Right. And we're just sitting there crying, like, well, let's do that. Let's let's. Right, do you have any felicities in there? I don't know if we're going to hear the actual one or not. It's probably the shortest. Probably the one. shortest one. Like and eight it, seconds. And you know what cracked us up so much about it was just the rhythm of it. We'd always done these long 30-second promos for each one, and this one was just so short. <laughs> it was just abrupt. A, so abrupt. And it, remember, Marco, who, once again... <laughs> we're, no character of <laughs> listening to Marco. <laughs> but listen, if we can find the first one, the difference in Marco's voice then... Yeah, it gets more And accurate. now... <laughs> 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 like a, so we got a monkey. Okay, let's take a listen. Tonight, on an all-new Felicity. Felicity! need to break up with you. But why? Because I got AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. And then, of course, you had to add the gun sound effect. It's just so shocking. Yeah, that's, when, so that's, that's when, when you started really getting under Georgie's skin when for like three months straight, every bit would end with, I've got AIDS in the gunshot. Well, that was when I was still doing bits for the hard line, too, because I remember doing fake Ken Hitchcock. Oh, I've got, oh by the way, Reiner. He always targeted Reiner, right. every character. Oh, and Reiner, I've got AIDS. And every character would commit with a gunshot because they'd just been diagnosed. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so those are some more original rant bits for the WB things. Um, all right, most uncomfortable moments. Do you want to do this next? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay, the most uncomfortable moments on the rant, and there has been many of them. We'll go over them next. Tonight, on an all-new Dawson's Creek. I've had it, Kimberly. I'm going to New Orleans. It's time I started doing something to help the more dark-colored people we're forced to live with. Oh, Dawson. I'm so proud of you. You're finally turning into a man. Yeah, and it looks like they're giving away free TVs down there. I like TV. <coughs> Dawson, those are looters. They're stealing those TVs. Oh, hey, I love the wings at Looters. They're awesome. Are you taking me there? No, Dawson. Look, but maybe you should start your charity work at home. <laughs> You're right, Kimberly. Charity is a dish best served cold, <laughs> just like pizza. Hey, all this talk about Italy's making me horny. Take your shirt off. Dawson, this hurricane, it's a horrible disaster. How could you think about sex right now? You're right, Kimberly. And the only thing that can make this worse is me not banging you. Oh, oh Dawson, what a smooth talker. Break my levy. Thanks, Katrina. That is so confusing. That was right in the middle of the Katrina disaster, too. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Still dying there. It was after it. All right, you listen to the final rant. Corby Davidson, Dave Lane, Gordon Keith. We're going till noon today. Most uncomfortable moments of the past ten years. I can think of many. One of them, I remember. We we have had such a horrible history with businesses. The problem is our sales staff 
many of them would fail to tell a business what kind of show they had hired. Right, they're just Saturday expecting morning. a sports show. They want some little innocuous sports show to come out to their business on a Saturday morning when families are out shopping. Well, then the rant comes out there. And I think in the 10-year history of the rant, on Saturday morning when we're doing a show from a business, we always just turn the speakers down. Because we know we're going to get in trouble. Because the, the content is just not becoming a business on Saturday morning. Well, a couple of times it almost turned violent. I remember one particular, I think we were at a Car Toys. I think, yeah, I think so. And one particular Car Toys manager gets upset with us. Like 10 minutes into the show. 10 minutes into the show. After the first segment. After we were just mixing with the tea box, I think. We had our headphones on. Yeah, I think, you know what I think it was? I think it was when we were mixing with the tea box and talking to Rick Arnett about... the directing his, directing his son in porn. It was not a good topic. Okay, I was off. The, I was. Yeah, you. I don't there. think you were there that week. You weren't there. And so Dave and I are doing this show, you know, with Rick Arnett discussing this, and it was a funny bit. But the manager who thinks he's about to get, you know, a show about college basketball hears this, and comes up to us while we still have our headphones on and says, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, pull the plug. You guys are out of here. Take, take, pack everything up and go." 10 minutes into the show of a paid remote. And so we basically, you know, said, look, dude, this is, this is higher than you. You're, yeah, you, you, you didn't book this show. Your boss, your regional manager booked this show. So if you want us to pull the plug, you're going to have to talk to our boss and you're going to have to talk to your boss. Yeah, meanwhile, we got to keep doing our show. So we went back to Ugh. Rick Arnett directing porns. And it was so uncomfortable. But you know what? We had many of those moments where a business was not well-prepped as to what we were going to do. But, there. you know, there was a happy ending to that because we did end up finishing out that show. And by the end of the show, that manager was, you know, leaning up against the wall, listening and laughing. And, he was? And, you know, yeah. shook our hands on the way out. Hey, man, sorry about that. Yeah. We won him over in two hours. Okay. Was the time that... Was Gordon not there when you and I broadcast from a... Um, we were down in s- south, uh, southern part of Dallas. And... It was like a big... Um, it was an electronic store, like yeah. a grand opening. Yeah, he was there. We were just talking about that. We were talking about Nancy Reagan. Yes, yes. What were we saying that was so shocking? We were you, compar- him. We were comparing her to Jamie Lee Curtis. I think we were, we were asserting that Nancy Reagan was a hermaphrodite. Once again, when you recap <laughs> these things, you just wonder, how the hell did we get to that point? But, but it somehow ended up to where she was writing... Writing her name in DNA on something or another. I, I, Nancy I, did, Reagan. Nancy Reagan even, was working her male parts in order to <laughs> use it as a cake writing topper. her name or yeah. writing helter skelter on the right. wall in in her own male DNA. Well, we got in big trouble for that. Like, remember the long emails that we got from uh-huh. management? And remember that somebody had uh, talked to police officers that were out there, and we had like police officers come over and tell us, "Hey, you guys need to tone it down. We've had some complaints." <laughs> <laughs> this show should end. This is horrible. Now, I know for a fact that we, the company, has lost two huge, huge sponsors. I'm talking about hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars sponsors because of this show. And, more personal, Gordon and I both have lost a car deal. Yeah, we both have lost one car of, deals due to this show. One of you guys lost a car deal... When we did a show the morning after the Great White that was me. nightclub fire. I lost fire. that car deal. <laughs> we did a whole show on the Great White nightclub fire, and that was when we had Stupid Corby. Who was, yeah. 
If you look at this picture, all those people were alive and having and now, fun. Now they're and not now alive and having, and having not, not fun. fun. But this wasn't Such Corby a doing reduction. a... No, no, you were not doing a character when you said that. That was Corby's one attempt at being philosophical. That we no, I was not. Yes, you were. <laughs> I was not. I go, no, they were just showing... Uh, you know, it's so stupid to try to recant <laughs> this, but we were in here. It was the week that it actually happened we were in here, but the next week we were... You guys thought, were still I, making... No, 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 no. I no. thought it had no. just happened. It happened. We were here because we were watching on TV here in the studio. Mm. No, there were there were TVs out of that No, no, no. But we, we, we went back to it because obviously that was a hot story of the week, no pun intended. And and so we were just... Still making jokes about it. <laughs> we were, we were uh, just going over stuff and you guys were making fun of me for that line. And then it just spiraled out of control to where... And it didn't... It got I, real bad. Yeah, it got real bad. What was it? We were like... I don't I think Dave started his char corpse line of humor, and it was horrible. And so that lost me a car deal. And then there was another time when we were at a dealership that Corby endorsed. Yeah. And, uh, and <laughs> for some reason, all right, make up a name for the dealership. Ed's Cars. Okay. No, no there was a, like a last name. There was a mascot for this dealership. Yeah. So let's say that the name of the dealership was... Um, Floby, okay? okay? Floby cars. And somehow or another, you know, we get to improving, and one guy improvs off another guy's improvs. You know how we layer. The whole beauty of the rant is layering stories and then having massive callbacks to something you've done earlier in the show and so on. But anyway, we get to layer into where somehow the mascot of Floby cars was the Floby fetus. And. I don't know where the, the fetus would hide up under wheel wells and, and stuff like that. Well, no, the worst part is it was appearing in live spots yeah. telling people so to come am, out and ask for me. Yeah. Here I am endorsing the, the, the company, and all of a sudden you hear this, Hey, Corby. And it was you as the Floby fetus. <laughs> and I'd be like, I'd play. I'm like, oh, hey, Floby fetus, what are you doing? Just trying to get people out here to buy cars. Yeah, well, what do you what do you got to say for yourself? Nothing. I don't have a mouth. Why? Because I'm just placenta. So this would go I on don't know, and but on and on. And so this couple, older couple, drives, and we, I find this out subsequently in the next couple of weeks, exactly what happened and how I lost the deal and how the station lost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Because this couple drives by that goes to church with the owners of this dealership. And they see the signs, Sports Radio 13 and the ticket, on the dealership. And, they, and they're friends with these people, and so they turn the station on. They go, oh, okay, well, heck, let's listen in. And these are, this, these are church-going people. Maybe they'll, have a fetus. Old, maybe they'll have old Bob Flo beyond. Let's hear. Yeah. yeah. And they hear a fetus. Yeah. And, 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 and it may have been, may have been an aborted fetus. <laughs> Well, and in the email that was sent to the company, to, to Floby dealership, that was sent back to us, said that we were promoting abortion, pedophilia, necrophilia. We were promoting this. It was, like, a, cla this is, it was a classic email. Yeah. It just went on and on and on and on. Just everything horrible you could think of and... We're and promoting and like And, like, you know, our manager sits us down and goes, uh, okay, let's go through this one by one. Um, were you promoting abortion? No, but I can see how they were saying that. Were you promoting uh, necrophilia? 
it was, listen, it was a joke, and it was, it was, you know, everything was not, we couldn't it give was an not outright unfounded. denial. Yeah, we couldn't give an outright denial to any of the charges. But it went, I mean, like, bestiality was in there. <laughs> oh, so I guess they stuck with the whole show. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, it was so, so that was uncomfortable. So we had uh, the Floby fetus. We had the Nancy Reagan hermaphrodite that got us almost kicked out. We had the Great White Show, in which Corby tried to be philosophical. We also had, you remember the uncomfortable moment of the suicide caller? That took up a whole show in time. Talk yes. about uncomfortable moments. And I walk in in the middle of this guy's tearful explanation of his life. And I, I you know, there's the delay out in the cubicle area. So I'm, I'm not hearing this guy on the air. And I just run in and, hey, guys, what's going on? Yeah, he's all fun and yucks. This guy's, you know, on his last few breaths. Whatever happened to that guy? You know, it's very strange that you mention that. Because last week, Dave was here, last week I get a call on my cell phone. Uh, the guy, if you, in case you don't remember the story, the guy called the rant and said that he was going to kill himself. And he wanted to tell us about it. This was 05. This yeah. was last year. Yeah, last year. And, um, and you know, we start talking to him on the air and it turned out to be quite a serious rant. And I would talk to him during breaks and... It was horrible. It was horrible, and I talked to him for the show for a while, and I didn't know how much headway I made with him or anything anyway. so, uh, And then I started calling his cell phone throughout that remainder of the week, and I never heard back from him, so I didn't know what happened. Um, last week, during the show, like before a commercial break, my phone rings. Take the call. It was the guy, and it was an incredibly sweet message. He was crying on the phone with me and thanking us for talking to him that day and so on, and he had gotten help, and he, he said, you know, uh, he can't imagine that, it, well, he, he, his boys meant a lot to him. He had like a 12-year-old and a 14-year-old boy or something like this, and just, it was a really nice conversation I had with him, but that he was doing well, and somehow the rant had helped him in mm. some way, and that was, it was quite a moment. And you, you remember we had a similar moment years and years ago of a woman who was considering getting rid of a pregnancy and she heard us talking on the air one day about that subject and i guess whatever points we made or how however we discussed it really got her to thinking yeah and then she came out months later and told you that you know she changed her mind that morning she kept the baby and as a matter of fact that baby's almost a year old now and i still am in contact with that uh with the woman and the baby's doing fine so how weird is that that we get kicked out of electronic stores and car dealerships. Yeah, but we save, but we lives. save lives. Yeah, it's always the worst going out to a remote though, and it takes a nanosecond to realize that these people don't know what they're in for because they're just kind of heads turn all at one time, you know. And you're like, oh god, they didn't tell them. All right, other uncomfortable moments. Um, the time when Corby almost kicked Davy's ass on the air. I've never seen Corby more angry. Yeah. And this lasted a full show. This was a full two hours of argument going on, and Corby was so angry. Yeah, there was no diffusing it. I don't remember being that and mad. You know I don't remember threatening to beat him up. It was all based on a joke that Corby himself had made. And when other guys started joking around, he was like, okay, uh, well, you know. I can make jokes that. about that, but you can't. Right. Can we talk about the cloud suite? <sighs> Does it matter anymore? No. I guess what had happened was you had gotten in trouble 
in, in your home life for something that you had said on the air. Because your your wife would hear stuff that we talked about secondhand. Yeah. That and her, was, her friends or friends of the family would say, do you know what your husband's saying about you on you, the air? You had made some jokes about your wife. Yeah. She and, had heard about them, and you got in trouble. It, but they came back all... You know, it's ob. You know, you've got this. You guys get okay, the same well, stuff. It's all third hand. Well, no, straight. I don't remember what the joke was. Do you, David? I do. It was when you were adding a second bathroom onto your house. Well, yeah, yeah. I remember the the this part of it because we added, we add, yeah, we added another bathroom in a closet, which we call the wing. Basically, you guys uh -huh. were referring like I built five thousand square feet onto my home yeah. when it was in actuality like a hundred feet. And we say we asked you why you needed to add another bathroom. Yeah. And, and what did you say? And you said. You said it was a place for... It was her place. It was her place to do her business, and then we dubbed it the, Julie's Cloud Suite. The Cloud no, no, Suite. No, this is... The, okay, there's one intermittent step here, which is that was her place to do her business. And I said, well, why does she need a, a whole separate place to do her business? Have you ever had any evidence that she has done this, you know? Because I always maintain that women don't do that. Yeah. And you said that you had, and uh, there's been many a time where you walked into the one bathroom that you had... And there would be a cloud in there. Yeah, you would walk right into her cloud. I, I said you, that? Yes. You said that, that you walked into her cloud. So then we got to joking about your band's name being Julie's Cloud was the name of your new band. And that, uh, and then we started calling that new addition to your house the Cloud Suite. And that all it was, the, all the Cloud Suite was, was this giant industrial fan, exhaust fan, that, <laughs> that sucked the cloud up, basically. That's all it was. This huge, biggest a, fan that ever. It was like a wind tunnel on end that there was just this giant exhaust right. fan that took up the entire ceiling space. Right. So Real to, loud, to, to you know. To disperse Julie's cloud into the atmosphere. Well, I started, I remember getting pissed off, like, okay, that's enough. All right, okay, don't do that anymore. Okay, stop doing it. I remember getting really pissed. But I can't remember if it was over a course of two weeks or it was uh, just it, that day. I think it, at, no, I think it added up over the course of like a month. I think finally, after like a month or six weeks of it, you had finally had enough. And didn't I say, don't talk about that anymore? Yeah. And you kept doing it? Yeah, you okay. told me like during a break, seriously, dude, don't. And then I did. Because I and couldn't then, help myself. And then what did it culminate in? You threatened to kick his ass. Yes, you threatened to quit, quit the show and kick my ass. I don't think I threatened to quit the show. Yes, you did. Why would, I'm going to walk out. Like, that's a big deal. Well, no, no, it was not more... necessarily for good, but just you were about to walk out and quit that day. I don't remember physical violence, though. I literally said, I will yeah. kick your ass. <laughs> yes. Something to that effect, yes. I'll quit the show and I'll kick your ass, is what you said. That oh. was an uncomfortable moment, and of course, the JFK Jr. moment when... Well, what about, you, what about Burl? There's another uncomfortable moment when I ticked off the ticker guy and he destroyed the ticker room, throwing computers, throwing everything around in the ticker room, all because he got mad because I would consistently go late to tickers, and then when I would throw it to him, I would throw it to him as a nickname. His nickname was Duck. And he came across, my name is David Burrell, and you no, refer no, no, to me no. as such. No, it was, you started referring to him as, you know, here's Duck with the ticker. And then you started regressing where you right. didn't even address him as a person. You were just, here, here's carbon was, life form. Here was Duck. Then it was, here is a... Uh, co-worker. Here's co-worker. Then human. here is human. And then here's carbon-based life form. And then, like, here's protoplasm. protoplasm. And he... And he would do his ticker all professionally, and after it was over with, it looked like a hurricane in there. He was so As soon as he would turn off his mic, he would just have a conniption. And did you ever talk to him about that? No. Never? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Coming up next, the greatest guest ever on the ticker, on the, t what? Huh? 
on the rant. And we also invite your emails and phone calls. By the way, uh, like here's a quick one. Do you guys remember the show in late 98 or 99 when that white trash girl stayed on for about an hour? She had a Mustang and she kept going over her problems. It was the funniest thing I ever heard. You guys kept making jokes about how white trash she was. Remember that? That was the one where she was... an hour with her. She, she had called up because she thought I was cute. Right. And then she directed us to her website. And we just ripped it up for an hour. And she, she had pictures of herself, like, straddling a coffee table mm-hmm. and uh-huh. posing next to her Mustang. <laughs> and she, the poor girl had... Nude? No, no, like in a bathing suit or exercise, you know, workout gear. Confederate flag bathing suit. And the poor girl had like a, a message board on her website and she was just barraged oh, by she P1s. Flamed so hard. She had to she had to finally take her site down because her like grandmother would log into her site and see all this it P1 spam on her message board. I felt board. so guilty about that and I actually saw her uh, within the past year. She came out to some event said, "Hey, you Gosh. remember me?" I was that girl. All right, coming up next, the uh, the greatest guest ever on the rant. Getting flooded with email, people calling up with memories that we don't even remember. In the rant's 10-year history, it comes to a close today at noon. We're going to finish up the rant. It was a fun 10 years. That's a long time for a show to run, so we shouldn't feel too sad about it, should we? You know, I had a lot of people, and I, they started tugging at my sense of guilt, which is very easily aroused, saying, man, you don't understand. I, you know, you guys are such a part of my Saturdays. It's like the equivalent to the adult Saturday morning cartoons. I wake up and I just always expect to hear this show. And it always gets my day going and puts me in a good mood. And I look forward to it on the weekends. So thanks to everyone who said such kind things about this show over the past 10 years and especially in the past uh, month or so since we announced that this is coming to a close. Okay, the greatest guest on the rant. I know which one Corby's going to say. Go ahead, Corby. What? The one who you claim is on our show every week. Yeah, Cornmo was influential. Cornmo was on once. <laughs> once we had Cornmo. No, he was show. on twice. Was nah, he? I think he may have been on twice. Yeah. He's funny. Why do you hate Cornmo? I don't hate him. I think he's funny too. It was just a running gag. Cornmo is a musician. He plays an accordion. You may remember his classic hit, Gary Busey Boy, which we played over and over again. I don't remember any guests on this show ever. You know, we had James McMurtry in studio yeah, once. Yeah, a couple times, I think. A couple times? I think a couple times. I think just once. Felt so bad. James McMurtry came up here and played uh, several songs, and I just love James McMurtry. And, uh, and we were promoting his show, and he drove up here, hauled ass early in the morning to do this show from, like, Austin to do this gig. And they were just so worn out, but they promoted their show that was coming up uh, later that night, I guess, at Caravan of Dreams. Did and you get killed on email, like, get this guy off? No, uh-uh. Do the real rant? But I felt so bad because it was kind of a light light attendance at Caravan of Dreams that night. Yeah, there was and no, no payoff for no making that in attendance. drive up here. And ever since then, James has been kind of cold to me. Mm. I think we have Gary Busey, boy, if you want to flash right, back to Cornmo. This is Cornmo, the one that Corby hates. I don't hate him. Is he still around? Yeah, he lives in Manhattan now. I think. 
mistaken for cuss His favorite song of mine it was uh, Shine On Golden Warrior, the one about, uh, I can't remember, Carrie Von Eric. Was it about Carrie? I thought it was, yeah. So we had Cornwall. We got so many of these guests we need to get to. How about uh, Paul Placenta? You might remember this, char- this guest? Okay, so we're... <laughs> I believe, Corby, you were the voice of Paul Placenta, weren't you? Was I? Yeah. I don't even remember what Paul Placenta was on for. Well, I think we were talking... There was some news story about a family taking a placenta home from a hospital or something, and we started talking about traditions people have with placentas. And Paul Placenta (laughs) called up... He, gave, he up, gave some recipes. Gave some recipes as to how oh, to fix yeah. placenta and also claimed Talk- that if you buried a placenta, then a baby would grow. <laughs> right up from the ground. Right up from the ground. I remember Paul. Uh, we also remember Hugo the Rat. I believe that was on the same show as Lobster Claws or yeah, something. Yeah, that was long. Hugo was on for like 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. He had a press conference because he was the pet rat that had crawled into a baby's crib and, and nibbled off, off the baby's, baby's face, face yeah. in Arlington. Uh, Irving Cares that was one of our classic characters that uh, joined us. Sammy the Spelunker. That was here? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Icarus the Gnome that lived in Pudding. Another yeah. classic rant uh, guest. Icarus and Sammy. Very similar. They, they were very similar. And they, I think their main function was to do 40-liners back when we actually read those. How about Stu, the, uh, the character who was strung up by his nipples and who had called in the rant? And um, I believe Stu had the odd claim that he was gay as a toilet brush. He uh, also... I think his name was Bill or something. Yeah, and halfway through the day, yeah, he changed his mind. He wanted to be called Stu. And that was some of Corby's <laughs> contributions to radio. Stu, the guy who was strung up and was gay as a toilet brush. Um, one of the more recent guests we've had on was TJ, the Lebanese guy. That guy was great. As Dave and I were trying to understand terrorism, and TJ was our link. Where was it? Was he guys. from Jordan? He's from Lebanon. Lebanon. Yeah, that's why we call him Lebanese. Oh, and I, I just, oh. I, just <laughs> I just got an email. We, Where was we, he from, Jordan? <laughs> I didn't hear you say that. I just got an email. We can't, uh, we can't forget Erica's father. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. A classic. What, what happened to him? Uh, he's not relevant in my life anymore. So. What does that mean? What? You want to go ahead and break the news? Yeah, can you announce it yet? Uh... I, I guess since the rant's coming to an end, we can uh, make this official announcement that um, divorced. Oh, you're what? Divorced. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I'm divorced. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. God, adopted and divorced. I know, all in the same lifetime. You're really packing it in. Yeah, you're yeah. a rarity. <laughs> I just, I just need to have a child that dies, and then I'll have the trifecta. Oh my, my God. 
Um, okay. All right. We're going to still try to soldier on here. Um, that's David Lane. That one, um... <laughs> I take it back, Lord. No, you can't. No. I take it back. Nope. And you know what? He was napping. And that woke him up. <laughs> the hell? Go, what? <laughs> what the Sam Hill's going on down there? Jesus, go check something out down there. Go to Adoptedville and check on that boy. We did He's have, living uh, in a manure hut somewhere. Damn it, Davey. Speaking of guests, we did have the gay Jesus. Oh, my goodness. That's was that the, you? No, that was Dave. Oh, yeah. I won't even say that character's name. But yet you were asking him questions. I don't know. You were that. playing God to gay Jesus. You were. What? You were. You were. You were having that, a conversation. That is something that needs to be omitted, and I don't even remember that ever happening. You were doing, show. I can't believe my only son. You. No, I was not. You. Uh-uh. I don't like the way this mic sounds. I want to be called stupid. <laughs> How about this one? There you go. Hello? Hello? Check, check, check. Uh, much better. Okay, so then we had uh, also other characters and slash guests that we've had on other than Happy Jesus. Uh, the concept of arm cancer. Does anyone remember that one? Yeah. Didn't we have um, Compound Fracture? Kevin Scott's yeah. girlfriend's Compound Fracture? Yeah, Kevin Scott, who, you know, he had, Dave used to call her his, call her his gimp girlfriend. And we had on uh, Compound Fracture, we'd come on pretty frequently, remember? And Kevin would have to talk to Compound <laughs> yes. Fracture all the time. Because <laughs> his poor girlfriend Meg had a car wreck and she had a compound fracture in her yeah. leg. Well, then it, then it spiraled into she lost her leg. And so he still, to this day, when they're out in public or she comes out to some event, people are kind of looking at her in the eye, but just kind of glancing down to see, down and see, <laughs> see her, her prosthetic. Yeah. Is there. <laughs> All she did was break her leg. And, of course, Dina Schlosser's tumor oh, was a more recent God. guest, unfortunately. Fake Jerry's toupee. We've had a lot of guests. And they all seem to be very half-baked and not really... Um, Interesting you s use the word baked. I know it. It was intentional. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Coming up next, we take your phone calls on the final rant ever, your memories, your complaints, your hopes for the time slot. Next. We've already given up. Sitting on a stool at the barley house with a glazed over look in his eye. He'd been shot down 30 or 40 times that night, but it didn't stop him from trying. He had a big red nose and he reeked of gin when he sauntered to the end of the bar. He wasted this chord he progression, which is really cool on this song. As he mm -hmm. whispered in her ear before he stumbled out to his car. He said, I may not look familiar, but can I tell you who I am? I'm on the hard line, I'm a ticker guy, but you probably don't give a damn. He said, I'll do anything you want me to do, I'll kiss your ass and I'll be your slave. Just allow me to introduce myself, yeah, it's me. 
Gen X Day. That's a really good song. Yeah, it is a good song. All right, 1136 Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. You're listening to the final rant. We only got, uh, what, 14 more minutes in the show? 24 more, more minutes 24. in the show? Nice math. Sorry about some stuff. Man, we just came up. We were, I know we're about to take your phone calls here in just a moment at 214-787-1310. We just came up with all these moments that I just had totally forgotten about. Uh, some great Corby moments that we've forgotten. Uh, the time when Corby told the Metroplex, told his wife on the phone to the whole Metroplex where he hid his key. Yeah. Typical dumb Corby, not thinking <laughs> things through. His wife calls up, had locked herself out of the house because Corby had taken both sets of keys. And so she calls up, and of course we pop her right on the air. Corby, where's the key? You left the key. You took my keys. Just go to the hidden key. It's in the rock right to the left of the back door. <laughs> Um, there was the time where uh, Corby told the story about his wife busting him with his dog. He had his female dog down on his bed, on her back, with, with her, her hind legs, with her hind legs splayed out in front of him. Corby was shirtless. I was looking for fleas. <laughs> yeah, right. And she walks in, and my back's to her, and my head's buried in her crotch, basically, because I'm digging around there for fleas, and all I hear is, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> then there was the, uh, one of my favorite lines of humor was the, uh, I don't know why that's going off. All right. Oh, we have a guest on the phone. Who is this? Hello, rat guys. Hey, it's Grego. Hey. What's happening, Grego? This is a sad day for me. Why? Because I love the rant. I thought you bagged on it, or is that just Reiner? Well, no, I, I bagged Reiner on it. Bag on that, it doesn't mean I don't, that doesn't mean I don't like it. I bag on the Rangers. I like the Rangers. All right, so we're going over some uh, funny moments on the rant, and you can, of course, contribute to this anytime you think of something. Too many. You'd have, you'd have to do a, a month. You'd, have to, do, you'd have, have to do a month long. Let's come back next week and Goodbye. talk about those. <laughs> some of that stuff Let's preempt the draft. With, I'm, I'm seriously, I'm going to miss it because I, I usually tuned in. Every every Saturday made it a point. I know it. At some point, you guys were going to say something so over the top that even I was going to say, "I can't believe they said that." All right, Davey, tell me I'm making the right decision again. Yeah, you're making the right decision. Thank Gordon. you, David. Always a uh, support is strong. And I also want to say that you know, of course, Gordo, this is pretty much your show. What? It's, it's pretty much your show. I don't you're know what you're talking about. Created it and everything, but Dave Lane. Very, very underrated. Oh, thanks, Greg. Very thanks, underrated. Greg. Why are you clapping for yourself, Dave? You're clapping. He oh. needs it. <laughs> All right, so other Corby moments, Grego. I uh, don't know how many of these you remember, but the whole line of humor about Corby and his sister, Whitney, that yes. had a long-term sexual <sighs> a relationship. A long line of grincest humor. Yeah. We, w- which was capped when we were at the, you know, the hard line was at the guitar show yesterday. We were at the guitar show a couple years ago, and we were... Talking about uh, Corby taking baths with Whitney. And <laughs> this then... went on for so long. And it got to the point where I started participating in it. I know. And he would make I... jokes about having a sexual you know, relationship with his sister. It's almost like you guys got together when you started the rant and said, okay, all right, let's set the ground rules. What's out of bounds and what's not? And you kind of looked around at each other and go, okay, nothing out of bounds. Let's go. <laughs> But I, th- I think the, the, the best Whitney line was when we were talking about Corby looking up to examine her C-section scar. Yeah, when you were sitting there and you were busy doing something else and you decided, well, I'll just open my eyes a little bit and just stare at her C-section scar from three inches away. It doesn't look that big. <laughs> That's just not that... It's not that funny, but it's hilarious. <laughs> 
All right, what about, uh, I believe this was on the eve of Corby's wedding, or the day of Corby's wedding, was the it blood was a week cannons. prior, week prior. A week prior, we got into what Corby should do at his wedding, and that became the classic blood cannons discussion. We mm -hmm. eventually came to the conclusion that the best thing Corby could do to honor his new bride is right after they announce, I do, is two cannons that were facing out towards the congregation would explode in an orgy of blood all over everyone. Filled with, with deer blood. blood. Filled with deer blood. <laughs> and everybody clapping. And I, that was also the blood packets, too. Yeah, yeah her I, train, her wedding train. Her wedding train, as she walks, as she's being walked down the aisle. She has remote-fired blood packets in her veil. She has blood packets in her in the train of her dress. Like so walking through a slaughterhouse. Yeah. It's like, you know, and everyone's thinking, oh, my goodness, she's... She's had a miscarriage or something <laughs> up under there. <laughs> the classic blood cannon discussion. There was also the famous morphing discussion where we talked about would you sleep with your best friend if he was able to morph into a really good-looking woman? Yeah. Like whoever you think is the hottest, say it's Cindy Crawford, okay? So you make love to Cindy Crawford, but then all of a sudden, right after you finish, the... Cindy starts shaking real violently in an epileptic fit, and, you know, the face kind of blurs into Dave Lane real quick and then blurs back to Cindy and then it's real violent and he morphs back into Dave Lane and you're sitting there holding Dave Lane's bulbous nose. God, we had a thousand hypotheticals. I mean, you guys, you're not right. No, I think we are. I think no. we're doing a... a and, and, the, and the thing is, you could take the most... I think you guys could get Billy Graham in there and I think you could turn him around. We get him to admit to some things. <laughs> you know, one of the hardest. I think you could get Billy Graham, and he'd start participating in blood cannons and <laughs> hypotheticals and everything else. One of the hardest times I've ever laughed in my life is when we were talking about the Jimi Hendrix hypothetical, the Chinese Jimi Hendrix. Oh yeah. Would you be Jimi Hendrix and take his entire life and his entire body of work, but you had to be Chinese from mainland China? Or yeah, you, or like full-blown Chinese. And Corby kept saying no, and we kept upping the ante and upping the ante because Corby has uh, just comes out as just hating Asians. No, so we all said no. No, wait a second, Corby. It got to the point where we ask you the question, would you rather have all the wealth in the world, all the talent in the world, but you're full-blown Chinese. He does. Or die, or die right at this moment and go to hell. And you <laughs> chose so die and go to hell. Yeah, he, fe he fears the Chinese more than he does the rapture. There's no question. All right, and then, uh, of course, another time, I think maybe one of the hardest times we ever laughed on this show, was when we were doing a, the show from an RV park, mm. an RV center, where you could buy, you know, Winnebago's and stuff like that. And Corby got to tell him the story of his daddy's ding-dong cabin. <laughs> When he gorged himself on I was, I was four years old. I was four years old, <laughs> and I, I went into uh, the little cupboard in our pop-up camper, and I pulled out the ding-dongs, <laughs> and I had like eight or nine ding-dongs. And, so, and you were at sleeping night. in the top bunk. Yeah, I was sleeping in the top bunk. My dad was below me, and I just rolled over and vomited on him just violently. In and, the of course, of the night. and of course, it turned sexual. It turned into when he vomited on his dad. He was able to look at his dad as his throat is wide open and vomit is spewing out of it. And his dad is sitting down there with his pants down, just going a hundred <laughs> miles you had an it, hour. You had it to where my dad had a bl a cold steel blade up to my throat, <laughs> telling me to vomit, vomit now. <laughs> that was your daddy's ding dong cabin. Wow. Oh gosh. Well. You guys are going to be missed. I'm not going to take up any more of your time. All right, thanks for you calling, Grego. And when the ticket finally closes the door and walks up the stairs like Sam Malone did, the rant will be remembered.
Thank you, Grego, for calling in. Thanks, Greg. That's the great Greg the Hambonita Williams. That's actually when we plan on making a comeback, is when we're all fired from this station, is it we'll regroup and have this show. You think so? Ten years from now? It's a nice we'll option. Do satellite radio? It's a nice option. And, of course, probably the most famous discussion ever on the rant, at least the one that seems to still be talked about and still be referenced, was the famous lobster claw baby arm discussion. That's where... How that's long where ago the, was that? That was 98. And that was basically where the show kind of found its direction. That, that's when we kind of went off into all the weirdness. It was that very show. And that's the original baby arm. That's where baby arm came from, right? Right, because we were asking whether you would ha rather have a baby arm or a nub. And then somehow we got to start started talking about lobster claws. And we started talking about Bree Walker, who was Jim Lampley's wife, who did the news out in L.A. and she had lobster claws. I remember yeah. wanting and to... And while she's doing the news, you could hear her claws click in the paper. I remember wanting to have a nub over a baby arm because the nub could be used like the big stick and the fun dip candy yeah, where you, you could, could jam it into the... Yeah, and Dave was You could lick it. You'd lick your nub and then you'd stick it down into a bag of Cheerios or oats <laughs> and then you could up and eat the oats off your nub. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, we missed one huge and comfortable moment on the ticket. It was the big Rocco flame out occurred right now. Oh, yeah. Areas. How can we avoid that subject? Uh, next, we'll get into, as we continue on our final segment, this will be the final segment of the rant coming up next, and I promise we'll get to a couple phone calls. But we're also going to talk about the radio innovations that the rant has brought to the world of radio. Next. Remembering Lacey, how her smile would make you smile. Remembering Lacey, how she loved, there's no denial. Now the angels hold her gently, and little Connor's with her too. And she smiles and says, we're all right, and we send our love to you. So full of life and happiness was pretty Lacey's life. I still say this is a bit. With little Connor on the way, just made things seem so right. This is not a bit. You're remembering Lacey and you're remembering the rant all at the same time. Final segment of the rant. Uh, it was a good 10-year run. Uh, a couple things that the rant pioneered that it were used uh, elsewhere on the ticket. Uh, layouts, which became popular. Started right here on the rant. Yeah. Dial tone humor started yeah. here on the rant. Did we not have, at one time, like a three-minute layout, literally? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it was like five minutes. and Dead air. And we have this, um, there's a, an alarm system up here in the control room <laughs> that if uh, it monitors our air signal, and if silence goes out for like more than ten seconds, then it notifies you that the station's been yeah, dropped there's off there's like the a air. strobe light that starts going off. And all sorts of alarms were going off in that control room as we were just sitting in here silent not saying anything to our mics because it was like the longest layout in the history of radio. The longest intentional layout. Uh, those are just a few of the innovations. We've had many great remotes over the years. The Homeless Olympics, which would have been our greatest remote, we backed out of. The SMU Homecoming Parade that Dave and I did. Yeah. That was a, that was we a did, lot of fun. We did some stellar parade coverage. We did St. Paddy's Day. 
uh, coverage down there on top of Stan's Blue Note, in which we I got caught on the air making some comments that I thought were off the air mm-hmm. about a particular heavy set girl. Uh, we've had some great ticket stock remotes, including the one, the very memorable one, where we had Molly, the official ticket hermaphrodite, yeah, that mm-hmm. came on the air. And that you, was you also heard me uncomfortably hitting on Morgan, the cart girl of the year, and yep. Kim Smith. Yeah, and Kim Smith, Maxim girl. So we've had a lot of good times here on the rant. We'll take a few phone calls before we uh, have to give way to whatever comes next. What is coming next? Ticket Sports Ticket Saturday? Ticket Sports Saturday. Oh, that sounds like exciting programming. Featuring Hi. Tommy Daniels, by the way, who killed Gracie on yeah, our program. Yeah, we can't forget that. Tommy Daniels, the Gracie killing, was debuted here on the rant as well. Hi, you're on the ticket. Hello? Hello. Uh, Gordo. Yes. This is your father. Oh, my gosh, this is my dad. <laughs> You should is have recognized him. Rant? Yes, this is the last rant. Does this mean you're going to be out of a job? No, 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 no. I actually, Dad, I work during the week. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I work. He's, during he's the week. not oh. moving back home, Doctor Keith. Yeah. Thank goodness. Your mother's over in the corner in a fetal position. Crying. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, I, no. I know. Yeah. And see, my parents, I, I send my checks home every month too because they're not doing well. Well, I want you to know this has been the the most wonderful ten years of my life. Oh, you're not being here. Me not being here and <laughs> being away on weekends. Well, thank you, Doctor Keith. And okay, son. I hope you win your battles with the bottle. Oh, I, I'm working on it. Okay, thank uh, you. What a beautiful relationship wow, was, you guys have. That was actually my dad. It really was. Calling on a regular I line. Didn't, I didn't know he listened. That's weird. I really thought he was unaware of what I did for a living. That kind of scares me. Hi, you're on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Yeah, can I bitch for a sec? Okay, about what? Y'all. Okay. This is a bunch of crap. This is the reason that the ticket is completely original from other sports stations. There are a lot of stations around America. Yeah, E! News is great. Order's Corner is great. Gay Not Gay is great. But to have an entire segment where you get a break from all sports all the time on a Saturday to have a two-hour slot is what kept you all original. And now, I mean, it's not that you're going to be vanilla, but you're kind of losing the romance, what the whole ticket is all about, and why my buddies from out of state tune in on the Internet from 10 to 12. And it, it is it's something I really think y'all should reconsider or, or get something to replace it quickly because it is, it is something that I think is good, that has kept y'all at, at the top, and I hope that this doesn't bring down your ratings. I mean, I'm not saying it will, but <laughs> I doubt it. If somehow this show could be done between the hours of 5.30 and 10 in the morning or 3 and 7 at night, I'd still do it. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that it's on a Saturday. I know. And, and hey, I would love to keep doing this show. It didn't break up our weekend. I've been working six days a week for yeah. the past ten, ten years. Yeah, it's well, tough. We're getting the early out. Hi, you're on the ticket. we got two and a half minutes left. Yeah, baby arm one time. What's that? I arrested a guy with a baby arm one time. You rescued or arrested? Arrested. Really? What was his offense? I picked him up on the traffic warrant. Oh, well, congratulations. You feel good about yourself? He's, did he's you, have to, did you have to cuff memory. his baby arm? He was real uncomfortable. I cuffed him, and it would, it slid off. So Why it, didn't you let him go? What <laughs> about the uh, the Stoma guy, Dave? We oh, yeah, Stoma we forgot Man. Stoma Man. Oh. Stoma Man, also Bigfoot, used to call the show from time to time. Remember that? With the oh, yeah. voice. <laughs> Hi, you're on the ticket with the last rant. Hey, is it AM Radio? Yes, and you're right. out of time. The best thing was when Corby was whistling. For an entire segment. Don't remember it. No. You don't remember that when the guy was just whistling? Oh, it's maybe the first whistling Pete, maybe? Yeah, yeah. I and mean, then Corby was just whistling. I got all day, man. I got all day. Best rant ever. Well, it sounds like it, doesn't oh, it? That's exciting. Hi, you're on the ticket. Hey, Gordon, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, I'm sad that the rant's going off. 
Thank you well, for thank your you. memories. <laughs> Appreciate it. Oh, um, actually, I did have one, but it's from the late night rant. Is that okay? Okay, go ahead. Remember Jeremy, the guy who used to sing for you? Sir Jeremy, yes, I do. Oh, my gosh. I wish he would come back. But Yeah, sounds good. Hi, you're on the ticket. Hey, you bastards. I'm not looking forward to my Saturday mornings anymore now. It's okay. You got one minute left. You got plenty yeah. of time. Well, I'm glad to be able to uh, get the la- one of the last shots to you guys and tell you, hey, thanks for the years. It's been great. Hey, do you, have you had any particular studio audiences that you particularly like? Uh, Gordo, I was one of your first ones, actually. Uh, I don't know about that. Tired um, of this guy. Yeah, same here. All right, let's take one more call here on the <laughs> ticket. Maybe we can get one good final call. Uh, this is Bun Pot. I want to wish you guys no, a Bun Pot. Yeah. We forgot about you. That's Don't forget about Bun Pot. Yeah, I love you guys. Thank you so much. Is that much. rebar still through your skull? Hey, uh, you're on the ticket. Hey, I want to talk to Gordo. This is he. Gordon, I'd like to give you a nice long embrace if I could. And one of the things I finally remember is your hatred of Indian people. I, I remember that, too. Well, you what? hate them. You hate <laughs> no them. No idea what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, you do. About. You hate them all. It's basically all Middle Easterners. Right. And what? The, the number one reason why uh, people, you know, people think of Indians as being so culturally uh, advanced, but you've got to remember that... Thank you to all P1s who've called in over the years. I'd also like to thank Jim Short, Mike Thompson, Bruce Gilbert, Jeff Catlin, Craig Miller, Rodney Nemeth, Dave Emmett, Eric Bright, Randy the Goateed, one Scott Jones, Clay Stewart, Greg, Jason, David Burrow, Pete Tenney, Vincente Farrar, Layla, Tommy Daniels, J.P. Horn, Kevin Scott, Corby Davidson, and my main right-hand man, my good buddy throughout all this, Dave Lane. Thank you, sir. Stay hard, everyone. Oh, God, oh, God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry! Ah! He can go straight to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Ticket.